Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Best Damn Sports Show in Franklin County for Wednesday, September 8th, 2021. I am the Nighthawk, along with our engineer, Mr. Allen, and on the panel this week, uh, as you know, we're... We have been off for the last four months. We've been doing the show for 18 plus years, and it just simply got to a point where a little break was necessary. And needless to say, um, I'm ready to go. The batteries have been mm -hmm. recharged, and uh, we definitely still enjoy doing the show. But like you said, we, we just kind of needed a little break, and uh, again, we're good to go. And uh, our regulars, David Handy, is still doing the Wednesday night Twilight Golf League. He will be back in two weeks. So filling in for him. And this guy is a veteran uh, television guy. I sh should probably say a podcaster, Nick Munley, who has a very successful podcast called The Inside Groove. Now, being an old guy like myself, I have no idea what that is. I, I, I did last night, Nick, say um, the inside groove on YouTube. Yeah. And they did have some clips of your interviews yeah. with, with uh, racers. Yeah. So we'll, we'll definitely get into that show. And he's been doing very well with that. And to my right. An icon of Franklin County journalism. I was going to say for four decades, but uh, we're up to a half century now, Duke. Well, getting, not, not quite, but uh, getting, getting, you know, what, 46 years or so? Has it, what year did you... I flew uh, into town November 1975. 75, okay. Got a couple, okay. just a few days after the Edmund Fitzgerald went down in the Great Lakes. Yeah, one of the all-time great song, songs by yeah. Gordon Lightfoot. So, okay, so we're good to go. And when I... Went over to Nick's store a couple days ago to inquire if he was available to come on the show. He pretty much echoed what I said to you, Duke. Uh, with the restart of the show, I said, Duke, you know, I'm usually fairly knowledgeable when it comes to sports, but I, I will admit during the summer, I've kind of eased off from getting into the depths of it. And my brain really quite isn't there, what I usually know. So I'm talking to Nick, and Nick's saying, <laughs> well, gee, Hawk, I've got to admit, I, uh, I really haven't been too much on sports myself, so I'm going to probably have to educate myself over the next 48 hours. <laughs> you're too hours. hard on yourself, buddy. You're way ahead yeah. most of the, of most of the world. Yeah, so, but hopefully we can give you a good show tonight. And obviously the uh, number one topic, we're a mere about 26 hours away, less than 26 hours away from the kickoff of the NFL season. And I am going to give you my first Nighthawk guarantee. Now, if you folks out there need extra money, I'm telling you right now, the football game Thursday night should be a good one. Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl champs, Tampa Bay Buccaneer. That's at, at Tampa? At Tampa. Now, I was shocked by this. The spread is eight points. You, you, thought it, you thought it should have been more? Oh, oh I, sh I thought it would be less. You thought it would be less? You know, uh, really? The I, Super Bowl champs against a team that <laughs> hasn't won a playoff game in my right. lifetime almost. But I'm just the Cowboys, and again, I'm a giant fan. They're in my own division, so I'm an anti-Cowboy. However, that offense might very well, they're all healthy right now, might very well be the number one offensive really? football. As in, as in the yeah. Cowboys. Yeah, That's Dak Prescott definitely is, possible, yeah. A, is a very good quarterback. Uh, Zeke Elliott, 
probably top three running backs in football in their uh, stable of uh, wide receivers with C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, and Amari Cooper. I mean, you won't get three better receivers on one team than that. So it's an eight-point spread. I'm not telling you who's going to win, but I'm going to tell you right now, the Cowboys will beat the spread on this game. Yeah, and it's it's interesting to me. One of the the Cowboys are one of the most interesting teams to me this season um, because there's so much to watch for. You remember Dak Prescott went down just before the midway point last year, and the team didn't look the same after that. Mm. You know, Amari Cooper really struggled. Ezekiel Elliott looked like he was kind of on the downhill slide in his career. Um, so tomorrow night, watching this game, I'm going to be really interested in watching how this Dallas offense goes because like you said on paper they're the best offense in football and I don't think that that's really a discussion Um, but I want to see how if Zeke Elliott can bounce back after not Mm -hmm. having a quarterback to kind of pull the uh, defense away from the line of scrimmage there and uh, if Amari Cooper can get back going and obviously most important if Dak Prescott can um, you know get back to where he was before uh, the absolutely gruesome uh, ankle injury that he had yeah. uh, early last year yeah. against the Giants. Yeah, with all things being equal, when you get a backup quarterback in yeah. there, which was Andy Dalton, who certainly a better than average backup quarterback, longtime yeah. starter of the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, but yeah, the offense went down. Of course, the Cowboys, the only question is the D. Right. Okay. Their defense is not very good. So I. I, I what, th- about, what about the track rank? You guys are being. Way too kind on the count. What about their track record? They've done nothing for decades. Have, have I missed something? No, you have not why, missed why a thing. Why are you giving them I, so because much? Because I'm only focusing. How much credibility do the, do the Cowboys have? I think they have a ton. If that team can stay a healthy. When, when's and, the last time they won a game? They, I mean, it do, credibility doesn't matter. What are, the, what are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before last year? You know, they have the. Well, they, without, they were without Brady right, last year. Right, But, I mean, that same, that roster was still there. They just didn't have the track record of ever being good at all. You know, I, I think the Cowboys are overhyped a lot. Um, and. And that's probably the point you're getting at, which I completely understand. Um, yeah, America's but, team, right? You know, there, there's a difference from, you know, 10 years ago when it was Tony Romo and Miles Austin um, and not much else on that team. And people were saying, okay, yeah, this is a Super Bowl team. That's yeah. one thing. Um, you know, Dak Prescott's a top 10 uh, quarterback in the NFL, I believe. And they, find, um, they finally paid Dak. Yeah, having lost yeah. probably a third of the Amazon rainforest over <laughs> stories about right. Dak and whether they would re-up him, they finally did pay the yep. guy. Right? I mean, they they've got Zeke Elliott, who, um, you know, if he can return to form, is like like Rick said, it, it's top five uh, top five running yeah, back. They were on Hard Knocks right. on HBO, which the the fifth and final show was on <laughs> last night. Uh, yeah, and uh, Zeke looks good now. So all I, all I can say is show me. Yeah, I believe it when okay. I see it. Yeah, which and is absolutely I, I fair. will tell you, NFL is not season to season. It literally is week to week. And the thing right now is the Cowboys are healthy. And are the Bucks a better team? Sure they are. But, again, I'm only talking the eight-point spread, which is quite a bit. Yeah, I, I, you know, personally, on paper with the Cowboys fully healthy – um, and the Buccaneers, you know, Tom Brady has kind of a shaky track record in these Thursday night games off of a championship. I think he's won about half of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
I think eight is is almost a little bit wide. Um, you know, I'm expecting this to be a really tight game. Yeah, I, I, I think really? the Cowboys have a have a really solid team this year. Yeah. They they had a solid team last year. Uh, I think the team that they had last year, which is largely the same um, as what they've got on the field uh, tomorrow night, but. Um, before that Dak Prescott injury, they were they were doing pretty good. Yeah. Um, they did finish the season, Duke, last year, tied with my Giants at six and ten. Right, but yeah. they and were just a plethora of injuries, and yeah. that's yeah. the common denominator. NFL, sure. you're going to get injuries, but you just hope you don't have too many. But what and, about the Bucks? I mean, the defending champs with everybody. Isn't this an incredible team? Isn't this a, like oh. the least turnover for maybe well, any team or a good team ever? Maybe. Let me tell you this, I. I think I heard 31 starters back. Yeah, they from, returned from last year. First I mean, time what? since the 70s that they returned so there. It sound like, I mean, you know, they didn't have a fairly decent grab season a call. last year. Good evening. You are the first caller back on the best damn sports show in Franklin County. Hello. Thank you. Well, good evening, guys. Hey, Glad good to, to hear your you voice. Back. Um, you guys should be well rested. That we are. <laughs> <laughs> After hearing the uh, the Dallas Cowboy and Tampa Bay review from your Nighthawk, I think you must have been living in a cave <laughs> for four months. Now, Dallas, yeah, I, their offense is not too bad at all, but their defense, they gave up more points than anybody else in football. Um, they have a, they drafted heavy on defense, but they're young, unproven players. Now, the last football game I saw, I saw Brady dismantle a strong Kansas City team that was star-studded. Everything Kansas City tried to do, Tampa Bay won better them. I mean, if that game would have won six quarters, Tampa Bay would have beat Kansas City by 40 points. Um, Dallas has, they're good on paper on offense, but they've had no rhythm for two or three years. They're going to have to get continuity there. And again, that defense, a um, lot of new players are young. Um, you know, they've got to learn how to play football. So I guess the bottom line is call me after the show, Nighthawk, and let me know how much you want to wager. Uh, again, again, I'm on the eight-point spread, so you would have to give me eight points. In a heartbeat. Okay. In a heartbeat. I'd be I'd be tempted to do the same if I were a betting man. Okay. Yeah, I hear you. Bobby. Well, next week, and I will tell you up front, I am a I told you so kind of guy. So that's how I'll lead the show off next week. I told you so. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. Now, caller, I do have a question for you. Now, Matt Stafford has been a great fantasy football quarterback over the years. Right. Okay, and why 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 so? Just because fantasy football means he, nothing to me. Because he okay. The the thing about Detroit was they'd always fall behind, and he's always passing. He'd he'd accumulate a lot of fantasy points. Great for us fantasy football players yeah. that chose him. However, the big trade to the Rams. Okay, he's on the L.A. Rams now. He's on a very good, team. good football team, good team, and there's a little heat on him. Okay, Matt, you know. Now you're on a good team, Matt. You're on you got a good to, right. need to win some games. I'll, I'll use your line. I'm from Missouri. Matt, show me. Yeah. So, and that's a great division to boot. You got uh, Arizona with uh, Murray, team. a quarterback. Yeah. You've got Russell Wilson, one of the top five quarterbacks of Seattle. Yeah, tough so, division. Very tough. 
And the 49ers. And the, f- the Niners. Not 49ers. A bad, yeah. Not a bad team. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I think he should do well. I mean, uh, he finally has a good defense, you know. Um, I don't think he has to go in there and uh, throw for 400 yards every game, you know. Kind of, uh, you know, spread it out, run the ball, throw the ball. We've got a couple of good tight ends. Um, you know, he doesn't have to throw 70-yard passes, but I, I think he'll fare well. And, uh, you know, again, it won't be his fantasy point. It'll, mm-hmm. You know, that means anything. It'll be the Rams' record, you know. Know how to win a ball game. Know how to finish a game off. And that's the trouble we had with Goff. Once we did fall behind, he was not a come-from-behind yeah. quarterback. A very nice guy. I really thought the world of Goff. But um, he just didn't fit with a McVay-style football. And mm-hmm. I wish him the best with um the detroit lions yeah well i i love the rams this year um and i love them a little less after the cam Akers injury oh yeah. obviously that's a huge uh huge loss for that team it really takes away i think a lot of the running ability yeah, but they got sony michelle's so what's the big deal? they pick up Mich- <laughs> who's the other daryl henderson they got daryl henderson yeah. they got sony's okay I sony michelle totally beat up on sony. i'm interested in seeing what happens with michelle here he's not um, a bad he's yeah, not a bad back i think sony michelle will be the starter after week three it's possible, um, but you know, I and you talk about Matt Stafford. You know, that is a guy that I absolutely love this year because yep. if you watch watch a Lions game, I mean, sure, he's having to pass the ball a ton because they're always down. Yep. But even with the Rams, I don't think that's going to change. And with the running game and the situation that it is right now, with Acres out for the season and possibly longer with a torn Achilles, um, you know, I really see Matt Stafford as being in the same situation where this is going to be a really pass-heavy offense. I mean, you got guys like Cooper Cup. Um, well, Cooper and, Cup is I mean, kind of like a Cooper Cup. Uh, great. Name. Yeah, Robert Woods. Robert, Robert Woods, Woods is, is still great. there. Is Tyler, Tyler Higby? Tyler Higby is their tight end. Is going to be their starting tight Tell end. Tom coming back year. to me, Duke. Um, you're doing fine. With Gerald Everett, who was with them for a while, yeah. he's he's gone now to Seattle. And Tyler Higby could have a breakout season if you, especially when you consider how much Matt Stafford loved T.J. Hawkinson um, in Detroit. So and I, I think Matt also, Stafford's going to have a great also, year. Also, one of the top 20 all-time great NFL players of all time, Aaron Donald yeah. at uh, well, tackle. Unreal. And don't forget Jalen Ramsey either. Yeah. I think he goes with uh, Donald in there. People kind of forget about him. He's a good. He's still a top corner. So, Nick, let well. me ask you this. Could you say without getting laughed at that the Rams are a Super Bowl contending team? Um, I I was you know they were on my list before the acres injury um you know i I really think that you have to have a good running game um to to win the super bowl you remember that's pretty much what won the buccaneers the super bowl last year was leonard fournette's emergence in the playoffs Um, and uh you know they've got they're gonna have to have somebody step up back there they've got four or five running backs on the 53-man roster so there's um there's a good you know they've got guys there um but like we talked about henderson needs to show that he can play a full 16 game season without being injured i mean he's that's the only reason why we're not considering him a top runner right now is because he's been injured so much sony michelle has to prove that you know he can be the running back that we all saw out of the university of georgia three four years ago first and round not, draft pick. right and, and not what we saw with the new england patriots Let me step. was Although, michelle, yeah, he, had, he had his moments was michelle in the same backfield as nick chubb Yes. With Georgia? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And Nick Chubb is great on yep. the Cleveland Browns. Right. And Todd Todd Gurley was the one before that at, yep. at Georgia. And yep. he went on to have a great year, a great career there. And it looks like it's winding down mm-hmm. for him now. But. Just a quick aside. The University of Georgia is supplying a lot of the 
pro golfers these days. There's a ton of pro golfers who are dogs. So, color, obviously, you must be super excited for the season then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, Like, you know, you can't go in there and win the Super Bowl all the time, but I just like a team that contends, plays well every week, and at least makes it to the playoffs. Yeah, I don't um, think they'll have a you know, problem I winning the division. I think the running back, their cream will rise to the top as the season progresses. And, yeah. um, you know, there's probably a couple question marks here, but it always seems like when your top running back gets hurt and knocked out for a season, somebody else comes along and steals the job. So, you know, um, I'm looking forward to watching this Michelle run. Uh, you know, we'll see what he has. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure the Rams will fix what's wrong there. So I, I'm looking forward to it. I saw one sport writer predicted the Super Bowl Rams and the Bills, which is pretty cool. I'd like to see it. But uh, to me, Tampa Bay is still the Super Bowl winner. And, uh, you know, if I had to put good money on anybody, I would put Tampa Bay and Kansas City back in there again. But. I guess that would be a pretty easy um, bet to make. Yep. The Rams are the Sunday night game, national game against the Bears. Rams are favored by seven and a half at home. It sure is a shame that we don't see Justin Fields in that game. I love, love football. I haven't watched a baseball game all year, and uh, I'm really looking forward, you know, for football season. Yeah. And I'll get into that during the show. I. I'm one of those believers that baseball is dying a death of a thousand paper cuts. It it, it really is, because even myself this summer, and I'll get into it later, when you played a doubleheader and had a seven-inning game, that felt right to me, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, if Abner Doubleday was inventing the game today, knowing how many commercials and how many pitching changes, blah, blah, blah. Seven-inning games. He would, he would invent yeah, baseball will be a seven-inning game. Huh. So, yeah. But like I so said, I'll get into that during the baseball segment. So, well, caller, think. Okay, I will let you guys go. Um, good speaking to you all again. I hope you guys had a great summer, and uh, good luck to all your football teams. Thank you hey, Thanks so for much. checking in. Great to hear from you. Yeah, yeah you, you too. Good night. See you, Bobby. Hi. I have a hard time sitting here predicting records for teams because there's always four really good teams that lay a big stink bomb, and there's always four teams that come out of nowhere. However, I do want to talk, and we'll get into our beloved Giants. Who's your team, Nick? I'm a Patriots fan. Patriot. So the Patriots was in the news pretty much. Did you see what? Yeah, I I love that. (laughs) I'm blocked out by the the fin. The many thousands of fans out there can't see me. There you go. No, we got it. And I tell him about every month on the golf course. Um, what, what's the Minuteman's name? What does the Minuteman have a He have does a have a name. Isn't it Pat Patriot? That or could be it. But the Minuteman, when that was on the uh, Boston Patriots helmets, I just thought best uniform, not only in football, but maybe all the sports. And they went to this generic looking. The only bad thing I can say about Patriots last last 20 years. Now, the Patriots logo looks like a United States post office logo. (laughs) Don't like it. So, um, And I don't think the Patriots have to worry about getting any uh, being pressed to change their name. So Patriots hopefully is pretty safe. Yeah. yeah, They're one of the few teams that actually have a nice nickname, unlike the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, okay, Fakers. So, so 
I do watch Boston Sports tonight with Mike Felger and Michael Hawley, and they just do a terrific job. Felger is great. I know he, he's of, great. I mean, he's, he's your top top yeah, guy in yeah. Boston, but boy, but, he's just uh, you better get ready for just a dose of negativity. I mean, I listen to Dan Patrick some every day. Such an such an easy guy to listen to. It's such a different show. I can take Felger in short doses, but he's he's yeah. a guy in Boston. <laughs> but every night was Mac Jones v. Uh, uh, Cam, Cam Newton, Newton. Yeah. and that got tiresome. But I, I will <laughs> say, I will say this: the Patriots did a great move, not having the second place guy become the backup. Okay, yeah. now if Newton would have won, of course Jones is going nowhere. But you don't want Cam Newton on the bench. He's and I don't think happy. I don't think Cam. In fact, has any has anybody grabbed Cam? No, nobody. No. Nobody's point. picked him up. But let me throw this tidbit out yeah. at you. So I'm watching Boston Sports tonight last yeah. night and one of the guys reported, you know, Cam Newton athletically great, but I don't think he's all that smart. Didn't do much preparation coming into camp. He as had, in as in this year? This year. Last yeah. year he didn't sign till June 30th. Yeah. Um but <clears throat> He was not prepared, didn't know the playbook, and they said during camp that there were times that Newton had to that. go over to, to the rookie, Mac Jones, yeah. to decipher a play really. for him. And not to mention Cam missing, what, five days because of whatever, screwing yeah. up the yeah. – I mean, that helped him a lot. Yeah. That was yeah. a good move. And yeah, those, you... two, those two moves right there kind of pretty much was just like writing a note to Bill Belichick saying, please cut me, whatever you do. Yeah, and I would have bet you my life – like by four o'clock last Friday, he would have been picked up by somebody. I assume like maybe the uh, Cowboys. Yeah. I think Cooper yeah. Rush. I think is their back quarterback. Yeah. And nobody, so nobody's grabbed. Nobody's him, right? grabbed him. So you know, a you saw him last year. He he's got he ran did what twelve rushing touchdowns. Yeah, he can still run pretty right. well. Yeah. Uh, but nobody picked him up. Terrible. So he can't pass. I think the Patriots an extremely well balanced team yeah, i like, like the team. makeup of this team however mac jones okay he's a rookie regardless of his intelligence yeah. and of the five quarterbacks chosen um in the first round and jones was number 15 jones is a genius now he's least least athletic of any of the five quarterbacks he's got the weaker arm of any, any of the five quarterbacks but my contention is it's it's not a physical position it is a mental position well tom brady has a below average arm. Right, that's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, doesn't he, doesn't he kind Brady, of seem like a, a just a bit like a Brady-like? He does, um, yes. He not, does. I'm not yeah. predicting greatness. Yeah. But In right. our lifetime, next to Albert Einstein, yeah. I don't think anybody's smarter than Tom Brady. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, at my deathbed, I'm one of the last words I'm going to utter is, boy, I am sure was lucky to be alive during the Tom Brady era. <laughs> and with this salary cap era, with Literally, every year, half your team's changing faces yeah. for him to win, you right. know, every year. And and I'll shut up. I'm just a little amped up. I had a lot of Mountain Dew today. Um, <laughs> God, uh, Hawk, what a terrible thing to be drinking. Wait, wait, wait. Don't Hold tell, on. Don't, don't, tell, wait. No, don't, tell, don't tell your dentist that. <laughs> I have good teeth. They do have good teeth. The diet Mountain Dew. It's not the regular. Zero calories. So, anyways, I don't want any doctors calling me up tonight. Um <laughs> 
And, Except if they want to talk sports. And Nick, I just lost my turn of thought. Well, anyway, so I think if, Belichick got a big break with Cam screwing up. I, I was pretty much going to, I mean, Belichick, you know Belichick. He yeah. hates hearing Felger if he pays any attention to those guys every night saying, hey, Bill, the obvious number one quarterback is Mac Jones. Cam's showing us nothing. Start. I mean, he hates that. I, I just I just thought that he would go with Cam at least through the Tampa, at least through game number four, four and not throw yeah. Mac Jones in against Brady. But I think reality, as you said, Nick, well, he had, you know, it was so obvious. I remember felt. my question. Again, <laughs> Fat Mountain Dew. Um, We're showing a little bit of rest. Yes. <laughs> I haven't um, done this in a while. All right. Again, well-balanced team. I just love the Patriots. But it's a rookie quarterback. Yeah. yeah. How do you predict a record for the Patriots this year? Because when you got a rookie quarterback, there's always a lot of mistakes. You give a first-year quarterback a lot of rope mm-hmm. and just hope you see some progression. But I think what's well, helping Mac Jones and the making the Patriots, I think, a pretty decent team is they're stable. Again, they shipped out yeah. Sony Michel. Yeah. They're stable. They seem yeah. to have a, a bunch of good running backs. I think that makes Mac Jones' life way, way easier. Yeah. And one thing, Nick, I do not want anybody to make a comparison of Mac Jones to uh, Hair Boy. Uh, the number one pick. Oh, uh, man. Why? Zach? Zach? Uh, no. Ty, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Oh, sorry, Trevor. Okay. Trevor <laughs> Lawrence was picked by the worst team in football. The Patriots had the 15th pick just because, A, they had a horrible quarterback, but probably more importantly, they had about seven or eight guys pull out of the season, some really good players of COVID. Mm-hmm. Even though the Patriots were right at the Midland part of, of, of all the teams, the Patriots realistically were probably closer to 24th. Yeah. So Mac Jones is coming to a very, very good football team. Yeah, I think, of course, Belichick and Nick Saban, the, the legendary Alabama coach, are tight. It seems like a, it sure seems like a great a great setup. But I think having a bunch of running backs and the Patriots spent, what, 170 mil? Yeah. Finally got some yeah. receiving talent, which in wow. Cam Newton's defense <laughs> – even though Cam couldn't throw last year, he yeah. sure had just about nobody to throw to. It sure looks on paper in the defense. Now, what about Gilmore's out for at least six games? Have we? Is, yeah, Gilmore's is Gilmore on the gone? on the pup list right what's, now. What's so. what, what's the injury? Um, I'm not quite sure what the injury a, a is. A legit injury, um, presumably. I think he could play like right it. now. He only really? gets seven million a year. He wants to be yeah. paid like the top ten corners. I don't get the he, sense of pad. The Pats are going to do that again. And Mark, I don't give. I don't give times. Bill Belichick a lot. Get rid of, of somebody a year early than a year late. That's you stole my line. I don't think they're paying Stefan Gilmore. Stefan Gilmore's 31 years old. The yeah. number one position when you just fall off the table is is cornerback. Yeah. And they did the right thing. Uh, by putting him on the pup, and huh. there'll be injuries on their defense as the season progresses. Yeah. So that'll be a nice guy. But hey, listen, Gilmore has to feed his family. I, you know, God knows how difficult it is to to put food on the table, getting only seven million dollars a year. <laughs> but again, he wants around fifteen million. Yeah. Thirty-one. Um, that's that's the number. To, it's not. Cause, not it's not, not a good Nick, number. Nick, you don't think the Pats are going to pay him big bucks? No, do you? I would. I would be shocked. It, it'd be. More surprising to me if the Patriots re-signed Stephen Gil- or Stephon Gilmore um, over the Red Sox re-signing or bringing back Mookie Betts. Um, I think it's that kind of situation. Yeah. The thing is, though, I'm not that worried about the cornerback position for them. It, Jackson is you really know good. they got J.C. Jackson back yeah, there, yeah. who's who's so much younger. Yeah. Um, you know, he's not as good as Gilmore. I mean, Gilmore in his prime is you know one one of the best cornerbacks in the game, if not the best. Yeah. 
Um, but, you know, J.C. Jackson's really stepped up over the last couple of years. They got some more depth behind him. You know, the Patriots, uh, they, and remember, they get a whole bunch of players back on the defensive side um, that, you know, sat the season out yep, for not COVID Not to mention last Mr. Year. Van Hoy goes to Miami for right. just one, one year, right? So just yeah. one year, And we'll back. see we'll see if Dante he has anything back. left in the tank. It looks like um, maybe a pass rush, which they sure didn't right. have last year. Yeah, like I mean, Christian Barmore looks great. That, that uh, second-round pick well, out of Let me out tell you, Alabama Christian great Barmore, he, Another, also out of Bama, of course. He was one of my top three steals. Of the draft really? because he was earmarked for first round all during the mock draft season and he fell yeah. to the uh, really? bats and yeah. he's looked great so far. Yeah. There's, they've been raving about and, him on paper. Of, uh, I mean, it sure yeah. looks like uh, again, given a rookie quarterback, and as you say, not going to be perfect, but it sure looks like a, a pretty decent team. Yeah, well, I'm hearing from some Buffalo. people saying with Cam Newton gone and Mac Jones looking so good. I'm now hearing kind of a reverse. You know, everybody's saying, "Wow, the Pats look real." This looks like a really good team. Some people are saying, well, we don't mean to overhype him. Maybe we went a little. Well, it looks like a I good mean, team. Mac Jones was the better quarterback in, in camp. For sure. um, and the Patriots were kind of faced with this difficult decision because, um, you know, you sit here and you say Cam Newton or Mac Jones. You Sure, you could bench Mac Jones until, you know, week four or the whole season or whatever. But, you know, really, realistically, how much is Mac Jones learning from Cam Newton? You know, these are two different, completely different style quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, you know, the offense is completely different. Um, the plays, everything's going to be different that they run on the offensive side of the ball with Cam Newton under center over Mac Jones. So yeah. did it really make sense for Mac Jones to learn from a quarterback like Cam Newton, who is not only completely different, but clearly doesn't have the ability that, you know, he had five or six years ago. So, you know, you could put Mac Jones behind him, but what's he going to learn? Yeah. Or you could put Cam Newton behind Mac Jones and let him run the offense. But obviously Cam is, you know, the the big name guy um, and he's not going to want to be a backup. So and I think Cam's just waiting right now for for somebody to go down with an injury. Well, and what like does he there. get from the pay? He gets like one and a half mil or something. He, he, yeah. he did pocket it, a few bucks. He, he didn't resign for very much, so it, it, was, it was it was really incentive based, incentive yeah. laden. But I think yeah. he walked away with uh, one point five mil or something like that. Another yeah. thing I like about Mac Jones is we're going back in history. This is your granddaddy's quarterback. Okay, yeah. he's not your typical. You look at the other quarterbacks drafted ahead of him or more much more mobile he he's a 1960s type quarterback yeah. and yeah. i don't and they might think, have that kind of team again i don't think going back to their you running have backs. to reinvent the wheel if, right. if you got a super mobile quarterback fine but again the kid is smart now last year for alabama and grant you nick could go play for alabama and still have a winning <laughs> team because that's the issue with Alabama. Tell me how many great Alabama quarterbacks there are in the NFL. Right. There isn't any. Just because they're a machine, okay, that you do could play for them and still. But he did get 41 touchdowns, four interceptions last year, of course. Well, with, I, I like to look at it as, you know, who was the last quarterback to come out of Alabama? Or the last two? You know, you've got two Tagovailoa. Yeah, you got two, and huh? you've got Jalen Hurts. Um, Jalen Hurts technically went is o- to Oklahoma, Oklahoma, but he spent all but one year of his college yeah. career yeah, at, at Alabama. Alabama. Lost the job to Tua, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, they're both. The jury's definitely still out on both of them, but, but I wouldn't, both I wouldn't of them have shown, them shown you know. flashes in yeah. the NFL. Yeah. Um, but my point, Mac little, Jones was better than both of them. The last Alabama. Alabama quarterback to win the Super Bowl was Kenny Stabler, and we're, we're, we're talking 50 
years is that, ago. No, is that right? Joe Namath won a Super Bowl in 1969, Alabama, yeah. and Bart Starr was yeah. in Alabama, and well, he he won the first yeah. two Super my, Bowls. My thing with, with with the whole Alabama thing is you think back to when that dynasty kind of started around like 2007, 2008, right? You know, think about those Alabama teams for the first 10 or, or so years of that dynasty. Remember, they were all incredibly defensive. I mean, they great, won they won a national championship like nine to six. Um, you know, and now look at ever since really that that game uh, against Georgia in the championship where they were down early in the first half and Tua came in to replace Jalen Hurts. They ultimately came back and won. The last few years since then, Alabama has been it's flipped the script. I mean, you watched their you watched the championship game they played against Ohio State. You know, they were putting up points in bunches. They've done that now for 3 years. That's the difference. Is you know, they've got these good quarterbacks in, they've got these good wide receivers. You know, they have an offense for the first time. Back before when it was, you know, John Parker Wilson, Greg McElroy and AJ McCarron, you know, these are guys that are they were doing enough to keep their head over uh, up above water and score them maybe 13 points a game, and they're going to win because their defense is going to allow less than 10. Yeah. You know, it's completely different now. Alabama's defense is not nearly as good, but their offense is their bread and butter, and that's why the quarterbacks well, have been better. You look at in the NFL, all the Alabama receivers, there's a ton of them yeah. out there. Yeah, so, and running backs too. Yep. Yeah. So I do uh, want to ask you guys, put you on the spot, and again, I, I just don't have a feel to predict the Patriots' record. Predict for me. Oh, man. Um, you know, I could see this season going 12-5 and five if everything works out well with Mac Jones. I could also see them finishing, you know, a couple of games under 500. Yeah. I think that's a little bit more realistic. I think it would be kind of a dream season if they can get to 12 wins. Um, but, you know, realistically – tempering expectations with Mac Jones. I know there's a lot of hype out there about him right now since he just won the job. Um, but, you know, you've got to be realistic. He was the, what, fourth or fifth quarterback selected in the in the draft fifth, fifth this year. Um, so, you know, that five years from now, that could mean absolutely nothing. Right. I mean, look at Lamar Jackson and Patrick look at, look Mahomes. Look at Mr. Brady, as I recall. He wasn't right. drafted no, too highly. No, I don't think he was a first-round pick. Um, but, but, Nick, you're round. speaking like a lot of pundits. Well, it could be this or it could right. be that. So I, I need I a would, hard number. I would, I would lean towards. I, you're a, on tape now, so yeah. It's tough because it, it's tough because they added that extra game. So I'm kind of. Fuck! I'll go with ten. I was going to say eleven and six. I'm um, being ten and seven. Yeah, ten and seven. Uh, you know, nine and eight. I think would be a good a good number for me. Um, I, I think they'll be a little bit a little bit above above uh, five hundred this year. I'm not I'm not going in as a fan with Super Bowl expectations yeah. and. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to be realistic this year. It's a good they, thing. Get, they get an extra home game. How do they figure, I assume, next year? They, yeah, they obviously, that's But right. the Pats do get the extra yeah. home game this and year. The good thing with the Patriots is Brady had his entire career the weak American East. Now, Buffalo is a great team, obviously. But the Jets with a brand-new Justin Wilson quarterback, yep. five wins maybe if they're lucky. And I'm not a big fan of Tua. At all, I think I can throw the ball harder than Tua. Although Miami's not a I mean, not well, a Miami's Fitz, got a solid Fitzpatrick team. played great, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and this was a really good team last year. But they were looking to the future, and they pulled Ryan out of the starting position. Right. He was not happy because he him. he was having an MVP type season. Yeah. Of course, he's the starting quarterback for the right. uh, Washington team yeah. this year, uh, but. I, that's four wins, automatic wins for the Patriots right there. And I'm going to... Well, don't ever forget the Patriots playing in Miami. 
Hawk, feels like Miami they've lost been that torturing. Game. What are you talking about for automatic? I, I wouldn't call Miami look at, an look automatic at the recent win, record. Yeah. Miami beat them again. Miami's been beating them routinely. They've been at least splitting for game. a few years yeah. now, even it's back to when Brady automatic was wins. Again, I'm just not a Tua guy. I, I don't. Yeah. Um, I mean, should be two wins against two is interesting to me. Um, you know, I like to not try to judge quarterbacks too hard after their rookie I agree. year. Agree. Um, you know, there's an opportunity for him to make that big leap in camp um, and in the preseason. And we'll see on Sunday, I guess, at, at 425, whether or not he did. Thank you um, for a late game, although, of course, it conflicts yeah, right? with U.S. Open men's tennis <laughs> final. Okay. Novak uh, probably going for his 21st major win okay you'll have to get another tv all right so <laughs> this leads into my well do come okay you, you came I've, I've, I, I, I've gotten I, back into tennis i'm mr i'm mr vanilla yeah uh, I'm, I'm going nine and eight uh, yeah but i'm not going to stand here and defend my position just because again with the rookie yeah, that's quarterback. not a crazy that's not a crazy yeah, yeah. seems uh, like we're all i think richard you said 10 and both of us said nine no, that's yeah. a, that's a I, I think we're all kind of in the same boat how there. do you feel about the spread this weekend I'm not even I'm three not points. Three points for the. I think the Patriots. Uh, I think the Patriots will cover that. Oh, I do too. Yeah. I, I think that's another way to pick up some. Yeah, so I, I would say the pen. Obviously, like to think they'll cover. I would think they'll cover. I hope. Yeah. But also, Mac Jones could come out and throw four interceptions, and they could lose fifteen yeah. nothing. Yeah. And, oh, so. and we haven't, of course, a name we haven't <laughs> mentioned. Not surprisingly, poor Jared Stidham never got a. Yeah, I've just seen him on Pup. Is he even on the? Is he even on the team? Yeah, he's hurt right now. Brian I think Hoyer, of course, is a backup quarterback. Well, they cut Brian Hoyer. They cut. They oh, cut really? Brian Hoyer, Hoyer about you know ten minutes after they cut Cam Newton. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Um, which they, they did. I, who, who, out of curiosity, is a is a backup quarterback? The backup quarterback. Oh man, I know um, they cut Brian Hoyer. Really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. I know they brought in. I'll, I'll look. Boy, Gil, I swear that sounds weird. They brought I in Gil been, Gilbert. From the Cowboys, oh, Gary Gilbert. Cut. Yep. I don't know if they signed him. You're sure, Nick. You're 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 sure of that, huh? Sure of it. Yeah. Really? They well, cut Hoyer. The kid's got some oh, technology here. So. I'm stunned to hear that because he's such a he knows the Patriots so well. well. I'll be just, honest with you, Duke. Yeah. I'm kind of so I didn't know he was cut either. Wow. Hoyer is known as a mentor. Sure. And with a rookie uh, quarterback like that, I'm I'm stunned. I'm stunned by that. And getting back to Stidham. And I've often wondered where he never really got a chance, and he probably should have played a lot more yeah, last year. He never year. got a chance. But the answer I always got was, hey, they see him every day in practice. Yeah. They, they know who he is. Yeah. Well, you know, for me, it's Jarrett Stidham falls kind of in the same boat of all those backup quarterbacks that the Patriots have drafted in the middle rounds throughout the years. I mean, yeah. do we feel bad for Danny Etling because he didn't make the team? <laughs> yeah. I mean, no. I mean, Jarrett Stidham's been in, been in this locker room for a while now. Bill Belichick, if he if there was something there, he would have known by now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, still, and, I still feel bad for the kid that he got almost no no chance to show, but I hear you. Well, yeah. And I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, just because, you know, he had moderate success in college. He's a middle-round pick. I mean, it comes down to that. Um, yes. You know, no middle-round pick, no first-round pick is guaranteed a roster spot after two years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I see it for Jarrett Stidham as, you know, we didn't get to really see a whole lot of him. Um, and I, I think what we did see was slightly underwhelming. Um, and the Patriots obviously got to see a lot more in practice over the last few years. And now he's seriously injured, it seems. And, you know, at that point, it kind of becomes a – you know, the Patriots so have to do something. Where did where did that injury come from? 
I'm not sure. It must obviously. It must have been so some Nick, things was it camp, from this but, camp. Was it this, this year even? I'm not sure. I've known you for a number of years. However, I'm not believing you about Brian Hoyer. I am going to have to see some documentation here. I'm, I'm soon. Really, that that news is so stunning. I find that hard to believe. Also, yeah, you know, um, it's called a credibility factor, Nick. And you might have <laughs> just lost it live. Nick, you're you're a hundred percent sure of that? Let's see. That just sounds so. Um, it just sounds crazy to me. Especially since who? Oh, okay. I assume they need a backup quarterback. Well, I think I missed something here. Think, so they I did. Think, they did. Uh, so I'll read this. Uh, there's no way. There's no way they cut him. I bet they article, cut him and re-signed him. Yeah. Okay. So it says the Patriots are set to uh, re-sign Brian Hoyer, according to Albert Breer of the Monday Morning Quarterback. So they did, but they so Hoyer will be the, right will be back on the roster before Week One, providing support for the new starter Mac Jones. Huh. Uh, Patriots stunned many by releasing Cam Newton on Tuesday and okay. raised eyebrows. Uh, further by dropping Hoyer, especially since Jarrett Stidham is on the reserve slash pup list. So, yeah, they did ultimately sign him back. But I, I had read that they cut him, so no, that's what I was going right. off of. So why would they, just because they needed to free up another it's body money, initially or something? Money, because the Giants money. did that to a couple players where they cut him oh, and right. said, you know, we got to get through the – and they yeah. I guess them. they weren't too worried about anybody else grabbing him, obviously. Right. Well, yeah. I, uh, I don't think Brian Hoyer would be in the league if it was – Right. If it wasn't for the Patriots. <laughs> but he sounds like he's a very useful Patriot. Yeah. He knows the offense well. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's what it comes down to. Will he ever get in the game? Of course, Probably the last not, game he got but... into, didn't he start a game and had a end of the first half, he screwed up big time? Um, I want to say ago? he started in the Kansas City game, didn't he? That they, he, all that I know is he screwed so up close. big time at the and end it was, of the half. It was bad. Whatever yeah, game it, I'm it was, it was not good at all. Yeah. So, yeah. Brian Hoyer is... Sure. More is there just is a quarterback on the Patriots just as much as the yeah. sixth string quarterback on Alabama is that's yeah. you know helping read plays. So. Lucky, you almost touched on this in a way, just mentioning, and you will get into baseball more. How baseball just seems to be fading away. But Boston media, which I don't, I don't get my papers every day, but still pay a fair amount of attention. It's on the Red Sox are almost even though they're still what a playoff team at this moment. Oh yeah, sounds so shaky to me. But the Patriots just dominating. Um, Boston sport. I mean, the Red Sox are like a afterthought. It's unreal well, how much more attention the yeah. Patriots, even without the season not having yeah. started. And I'll save it yes. for the baseball segment, but I will tell you this. When I see highlights of the Red Sox, and overall, they've had a really good season. Great, great, and okay. stunning first half. But you're seeing empty seats in Fenway, yeah. which you've never seen before. Yeah. So the New York football giants, the one – Two words that scream out to you is offensive line. I'm so paranoid about this. Nothing year. during the draft. They just figured Sorry, Daniel. that. Well, yeah, why in the world did they draft a receiver in the first round? I still haven't been able to answer that question. Thank you. <laughs> uh, they didn't draft any old linemen, figuring all the guys they drafted the prior year would get better. Well, Andrew Thomas, there were four just big time blue chip tackles. Out of last year's draft, Giants were picking, I believe, like fourth overall, and they had their pick of the litter, and they took Andrew Thomas out of Georgia, and he was horrible <laughs> last year. He was a turnstile. So you figure, you know, again, rookies, a little bit of rope, and preseason's preseason. However, that's the only barometer you have to measure somebody. So we practice against the Patriots during the week. And during the practice against the Patriots, he 
was horrible that week. So come Saturday night, we actually play the Patriots in the game. And I think he gave up three sacks during the game. All right. And so wow. you go across the Giants line. Oh, we have a call. Good evening. You're on the best damn sports show in Franklin County. Hello. Well, welcome back. Well, thank you. How you doing? Did you golf Good. tonight, Leonard? We got two holes in and we got we got two holes in and they blew the horn. Really? Yeah, it was the thunderstorm. So, Leonard, your timing is good. I'm about 45 seconds into our discussion about the New York football giants. Well, I don't think it'll take – I, I, think, I think probably that 15 seconds too long. <laughs> is that right, Len? No, no hope? Oh, well, I think the defense actually will be uh, – you know, they, they'll be uh, – Probably better than at least half the teams in the NFL. Their defense, but yeah. their offense still. I mean, you know, the the line uh, is as uh, Nighthawk was referring to. There, I mean, they've made no improvements, and uh, I mean, uh, you you can't. How can they not you know, do that? You, you can't. Uh, you know, it is what it is. You you can't put lipstick on a pig. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, uh, you know what's scary, Leonard? Do you know what's okay. scary? Yesterday they made their depth chart in. Matt Pert, the supposed right tackle, is not our starting right tackle. Nate Soldier will be the starting right, right. tackle. Is that right? But, but I think you'll see a lot of him still. Yeah, he'll come in. But we made two trades last week for offensive linemen. We picked two offensive linemen off the waiver wire. I mean, yeah. I mean, just for depth. Just yeah. for depth. And, you, know? you know, and I'm going to say it. A win in September counts just as much as a win in December. Yeah. I, I really hate to be playing with a Tinker Toys uh, this late into uh, preseason. Then you got Saquon Barkley, who's had one good year. And, uh, you know, and you got two quarterbacks that that were drafted, uh, that they could have drafted had they not drafted um, Saquon. And uh, the one's the guy from Buffalo, right? Josh uh, Allen. Yep. And, and, there's, and there's another one uh, who, you know, they've both done very well. Yeah, yeah, we've been over that a lot last year. You'd never yeah. ever draft a quarterback. Isn't, isn't Mr. Gettleman under as much pressure oh, as absolutely. Daniel Jones? Oh, maybe a lot it, more. This will be it for him. Yeah, it, if they don't like, make the playoffs, yeah. guarantee he'll be gone. But yeah. uh, now, Barkley, uh, Barkley was a bad pick, and I still think when healthy, probably is the best running back in football. However, you know, it's all about the offensive line. Give me six inches, okay, and I can get through a line. I would be surprised if he gets through the year without being injured again. Yeah. 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 He he runs with such reckless abandon, and uh, that's his style. Maybe he won't now because of uh, coming back from the injury. But I have a... My son uh, got me on trivia last night, baseball. Okay. Are you waiting for me to say I've never missed a trivia question ever? Well, no, I'm not uh, waiting for that. But uh, <laughs> Vlad, uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr., and uh, just, uh, you know, he's, uh, I don't know where he's at. He's at least at 40 and maybe over 40 right now. And he and his father also hit over forty home runs in a season. Uh, they're only the second father-son duo to hit over forty home runs in a season, 
And who's the other father-son duo? What about Bond? Bonds? No, that's a that, that was the uh, you know that was a, that's a good guess you'd expect, but it wasn't. It's not easy. It's that's not a good. Easy. That's a great. That's a great question. Um, Bonds is the best I'm going to do. Go, it's not the Griffith. It's not the Griffiths. Gus Bell and Buddy Bell. No. Nick, you're the guest. I'm going to let you get this one. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I, and I, he gave me a clue. He gave me a clue, and I still didn't get it. These are large men. Oh, Fielder. Yes. Cecil Fielder. Uh, really? And yep. Prince Fielder. And Prince Fielder. No, never, ever yeah. really and, they each, and they each, huh. they each hit over 50 home runs in a particular season. Uh, really? Yeah. Wow. They, they went for a very petite 300 pounds. The big big men is an understatement. Huh. Yeah, they were good hitters. Mm. Mm. They were good hitters, but I couldn't. I didn't get it. Uh, even with the clue, I didn't get it. But uh, it, uh, good question. Good question. It is, it is a good trivia question. Very good trivia question. Mm. So um, no, the Giants. Uh, I don't, I'm not. You know, I think the defense has improved. I think the defense uh, will keep them in games. And if, you know, if our new offensive weapons, it's going to take a few weeks to get them on track. But, you know, if we can score, you know, if we can score 24 points or more a game, we'll, we'll make the playoffs. I really believe that. Well, Leonard, what's scary, too, with the odds here, we're at home. Okay, we're playing Denver, which has a very good defense. What time, what time is that game? 425, same as the Pats. Uh, but we're playing against Teddy Bridgewater, who's never done anything for the multitude of teams he's played on. And right. there's there's still a two-and-a-half-point favorite. But, but the odds on in the first week, just like college football, I mean, yeah, it, it, a lot of it's just a guess. The, the only sure thing, I don't care if it's the first game or the last game, Lay the points, take Alabama, and you'll come out a winner mm-hmm. every week. Yeah. Not every week, but I'm just saying you'll, you'll be over 500. Wow. So, Leonard. What about your Braves? Like yeah. Your Braves are- I talked briefly to Leonard today, and the, the Nats are playing him. This team, yeah. I told him, is just as good as the 1927 Yankees, their offense. Right. Everybody in that team has right. got 20-some-odd home runs. Wow. Yeah, and they got – and the four infielders have over 25 homers apiece, and uh, that's only the second time that's happened in Major League uh, Baseball history. Uh, it was the Marlins uh, who did it, I think, maybe back in, what, 08 or 12? I forget. Yeah, I remember Dan. They had Dan Ugla. They had Dan Ugla, the Marlins. Mike Jacobs, I think, was their first baseman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if they, and if they all can get to thirty, then they're really in a rarefied air. If they can get to thirty, yeah, uh, each of them, and there's still time. I mean, uh, and uh, no, the Braves. It's all about the bullpen. Uh, the, the the hitting is certainly good enough. The starting pitching is good enough, but the bullpen is still the scary, the scary thing. You know what's so sad about baseball is there's no salary cap. I, I love Atlanta, and this harkens back to 40 years ago with the Superstation WTBS, where you get home and you could actually watch a baseball game. Seems funny, but that's the way it was 40 years ago. Atlanta is a fun team to watch. 
But you got the LA Dodgers that have an open checkbook. They don't mind yeah. paying the luxury tax. I heard last week that their payroll is double of 15 teams in Major League Baseball. Okay, now if I'm playing Leonard in golf, Leonard's a better golfer than me. Leonard's <clears throat> going to give me strokes, okay? In baseball, any sport but baseball, there's a salary cap. That that makes the playing field even. This is is, is not right at all. Well, they, uh, two things, two things real quick. Um, the MLB, uh, the play, not the Players Association, but the owners have proposed, their first proposal for a new contract is to bring the salary cap down to $180 million wow. for each team, and then you pay tax if you go over 180 oh. I think it's 220 now. And every team would have to spend a minimum of $100 million on salaries. Okay. And that yeah. would impact teams like uh, Tampa Bay yep. and Oakland, who win yeah, that, that's without a, that's spending a key. $100 million. But Leonard, right now I believe it's $208 is the top. Are All you right. telling me... That'll be a hard cap at 180 and a ceiling or a basement of 100. Oh, they'll probably still let you go over, but you're going to have to pay, pay that for, luxury pay for tax. It. Yeah, yeah. Now, what about DH? Have you heard anything on the DH? Oh, I think that I think that seems to be a, a given. Yeah, I think I'd right. next year. Yeah, and I think the Braves. You know, the Dodgers are good. Don't get me wrong, but we lost out there on the coast three games by a total of four runs. Yeah. And, and our bullpen caved in twice. We yeah. were, we were in, ahead of the Dodgers late in two of the games, and the bullpen coughed it up. Yeah. Now the Dodgers made that uh, trade deadline deal with the Nationals. They picked up yeah. some guy named Max Scherzer and some yeah. guy named Trey Turner that's leading the league in hitting. But two two uh, two short time Hall of Famers. Um, Turner stays healthy. He'll be in the yeah. Hall. Yeah. And Scherzer is an automatic. Now with the Nats in nineteen starts, he was eight and four. 2.76 ERA with a microscopic 0.89 whip, which sounds incredible. Well, he's gone to the Dodgers, seven starts. He's 5-0 and with a 1.05 ERA. Well, he's rejuvenated. With a 0.77. He's pitched 154 innings this year with 210 strikeouts. Uh, Scherzer could end up winning another Cy Young this year. Wow. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, uh, I, I, I'm still amazed by Kyle Martin of Atlanta. I mean, he's been a true ace for them, and they just signed him for another year for $20 million. Yep, that, that was a very, very good signing. I Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Martin, didn't he come the up through? The drafted him. Yeah. The Braves drafted him. Then I think he went to Pittsburgh after that. Yeah, he, he was nothing yeah. until he got into his 30s. Yeah. So, Leonard, let me tell you something. Uh, all of baseball, all of baseball, there are only only 11 players hitting above 300. Is that, is that right? That's, and the highest batting average is uh, tied between Trey Turner and Nick Castellino from the Reds at 320. Okay? Is that, is that the right? average batting average... 242 in baseball. Wow. So Flanner Parent yeah. comes up and hits 242 for the year. And I'll say, hey, gee, Len- yeah, Leonard's an average player. 242. And the strikeouts are just about, incredible. It's about 20, 20%. And I was talking to Leonard briefly today, and we'll bring up Cal Raleigh. 
he he came up to the Mariners. Really? So the team's having a surprisingly yep, good year. season. Uh, Raleigh's 108 at bats. Duke struck out 41 times out of the 108 oh, at bats. And Leonard's watched some of the games, so, so how he's many? How many? A few homers. Um, one, 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 home run. one home run, one RBI. Well, I think eight, maybe eighteen RBIs. No, eleven. Pitchers won't pitch. It's kind of funny because they said the knock on him was his, his defense and his hitting would carry him. Well, early in his career, it's just the opposite. Pitchers yeah. love pitching to him. He frames it well. He studies the game. He watches the video. They like pitching to him. Uh, and and I saw, I watched two at bats two games ago. Uh, one with the bases loaded, uh, and um, uh, he grounded out. Uh, then another at bat, I think he struck out, but he never saw one fastball. So obviously, that's that's his Achilles yeah. right now. But it seems mm-hmm. to be is that uh, he can't hit anything with a wrinkle. Yeah, and because they don't, they're not throwing him any fastball mm-hmm. until he until he adjusts. <laughs> Uh, you know, that's the way it'll be. But it's not unusual. Even if they send him back down, they're not going to lose faith in him. I mean, once he, if he can get it right, they got an immense talent on their hands. But uh, by the same token, uh, he wouldn't be the first, you know, uh, prospect uh, to not make it in the majors with a, with a great minor league career. So yep. we'll see. They may have brought him up too soon. I don't know. But he was hitting good at AAA. He hit great at single A. Yeah. He tore that right up. And then double A, he didn't play in it too much last year, but he played well. Yeah. He, and then triple A, he was holding his own hitting. And uh, so but, uh, I I'm think, a little surprised that he it's taken this long to adjust a little bit yeah. to apparently the wrinkle ball, I call it. Uh, and uh, so, but, but he's a smart player. And uh, let's hope he figures it all out. Yeah. His yeah. time is now though, Lend, because he turns 25 in two months. So, but if he can, if he can turn himself into a, a fairly decent defensive catcher, he may. Well, that's right, well, Leonard. If he can just while, yeah. even hit 200 bat ninth, uh, you know yep. that, that would be but fun. Well, I think if he can learn up. to hit the, you know, if he yeah. can learn to hit something other than a fastball, uh, he can easily hit 20 home runs. Yeah. He's got that yeah. kind of power. Leonard, let me ask uh, you a basic, generic question: What is your pleasure level? Watching baseball today in 2021 versus watching it 50 years ago in 1971. Well, I'll answer that uh, this way. Uh, I still love the game, but I'm older now. You know, I'm 72. I mean, I think my age has more to do with maybe lack of enthusiasm than the game itself. I'm uh, I, 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 you, you'll find out as you get older, things just aren't quite as much fun as they used to be. That's just a fact of life. Okay. I'm finding and, that uh, out. If, if the, you know, if the Braves, uh, if I, you know, I'm looking to go to bed at 9:30 unless it's a, the game is really tight or something. Uh, and, uh, and, and all West Coast games, I tape and watch to the next morning. Uh, but I, I, I still love the game. I just think my advanced years uh, make me a little – it makes it a little less enjoyable. Not, not the game. You know, the drama is still there. God, there's plenty of talent. There's plenty of talent. But so, so I'd say I liked it more 50 years ago because I was 22. 
Yeah. But you know what? But you know what, Leonard? If somebody struck out 80, 90 times a year, back then they would say, the kid's not ready for Major League Baseball. He strikes out too much. And we're getting people, you know, yeah, well, 175. Hit, hit 30 homers. We don't care if you strike out 200 right. times. And, and, and on the Nationals game, they were talking about this 300 thing that I was talking about. And they say people don't even pay attention to batting averages anymore. People don't care about batting averages anymore. The question you asked Leonard, as I've told you a bunch of times on the golf, just a strikeout situation. I'm enjoying baseball. Forget my, I'm almost as old as Leonard. I don't see it as Leonard does it, but the strikeout situation has made me just so. But, but dude, I just baseball. mentioned Scherzer. Ridiculous. 210 strikeouts and 154. That's, that's nuts. Insane. That, so that, that's yeah. what's souring me on baseball. I don't think it's my old age, but the strikeout issue is really yeah. souring me on baseball. Well, I mean, I used to watch every single Red Sox game, or, you know, most of them. And now, was, now you don't? I haven't watched a game all year. It, I've our kind first of, caller tonight really. has not watched a single yeah. inning of Red that. Sox not baseball. Not one game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've kind of, you know, kept up with them. I knew that they were ahead in the standings early in the year and kind of surpassing expectations and – then things started to fall apart, and now they're back to third in the standings, and the Yankees were bad, and now the Yankees were good for a little bit, and now they're bad again. Yeah. Um, so I know that but, much, but, but I couldn't tell I've you. Never, I've never stopped watching. I still watch. I have that interest. Right. I thought the question I was asked, do I enjoy it? I, yeah. I, 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 do, I, I enjoyed it more when I was 22, but I'll still stick to the fact that I'm older. But I still watch my team. Yeah. And every morning on the Internet, I check the triple-A team for the Braves, the double-A team, really? the single-A team, and the wow. high-A team. I check all the box scores. Wow. Uh, so I still, I still like my team. And I'll, I'm going to go to the TV here and watch them in just a little bit. And, yep. uh, you know, and uh, I'll watch them as long as I can stay away. Yep. Uh, and that's exactly what I'll do. The, my oh, team watch every every second of your Nats. We're the year? fifth worst team in baseball, and I watch every single game. No. I, I'm like Leonard; we record our game and we watch it a, later in the evening. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. So. But again, I, I don't. Uh, I uh, I don't know about you, Richard. We're pretty close to the same age, but Very I close. find it a lot easier to fall asleep on my recliner <laughs> now than I did uh, 50 years ago. <laughs> Yeah, nine out of ten nights, I'm I'm up watching. Of course, I, I want you to find the Montreal State. Have you given I, that any? I know you've of? asked me the. the I typically f- fall asleep like about, yeah, eleven or so for an hour or so. So I'll fall asleep just about every, every night, kind of late. Yeah. So. Well, you're more of a night hawk than I am now. Yeah. I I used to I used to be a late nighter, but I, I get up earlier and I go to bed earlier. So thank so, you, thank you, thank you, Leonard. Oh, thank you. Good luck. Welcome back. Okay, thanks. Yeah, no, thanks for calling, buddy. I'll see you. Bye-bye. Duke, see ya. a few more baseball tidbits. Yeah. Between my Mountain Dews today, I did put some research into this. Your good friend. <laughs> you got the strikeout raise at about 20% of batter. Is that, that I didn't get, but your very good friend, close. Jackie Bradley Jr., he signed over the winner a two-year, $24 million contract with the Brewers. So what does $12 million a year get you? Okay, not, Mr. Not Jackie Bradley lot, is hitting 169. Wow. Okay, uh, six home runs, 29 RBIs, wow. 354 at bats. Do do the math. 116 strikeouts. Yeah. That's nearly a strikeout in every over, third batting. Over, over a third. That is horrible. 
Um, is that right? One six. Yeah. I remember when he was just so promising, and that's he was. Well, I yeah. think even last year for the Red Sox, I think he might have been close to about two fifty. He or ate so. two eighty three last year. Two eighty three. But what? he's like, however, I, and he's I mean, thirty one. He's a lifetime two thirty one hitter. Right. When when I was you know when I was watching more regularly, I would watch Jackie Bradley. I expect him to hit in the the bottom third of the order and. And provide great defense out in center yeah, field. His defense. Is I would pay. I, I always said that I would pay Jackie Bradley Jr. six to ten million dollars a year to win a Gold Glove in yep. center field and yeah, hit yeah. And, and hit two twenty. Yeah. And, and he's about still a hitting. great defender. Right. But the thing, the way it works with Gold Gloves, whatever is, you still have to hit. They they will <clears throat> just not pay attention to Jackie right. Bradley. Now uh, mm-hmm. another fella, uh, Francisco Lindor. Mets oh picked him up. Boy, impressive year for in, him in huh? a trade uh, this spring. Right away, he had one year remaining on his contract. Oh, oh, Lindor, we don't want to lose you. So they give him easy math here: ten-year contract for three hundred forty-one million dollars, thirty-four point one million dollars a year. So, people, what does thirty-four point one million dollars get you now? He is hitting 227, okay? 13 home runs, 46 RBIs. Be wise with your money. Right. Now, well, the other thing I think about when I think of these, you know, 10 plus year contracts that these guys are getting, um, you know, we talk about all the time about how baseball is declining so quickly. Um, are these, is that going to, like, how is that? You know, this $350 million going to affect teams in 10 years. Do, what is the landscape of baseball going to look like in 10 years if it keeps declining well, the, at the current rate? I mean, it, I think that's a serious question yeah. that needs to be asked. Yeah. It's not going to fall off the table, but as I said beginning the show, it's dying a thousand paper cuts, That whatever that expression is. Yeah. Steven Strasburg, okay, two years ago, Jeez. they had Anthony Rendon or Strasburg. Okay, who do they sign? Pitching is 80% of baseball. Always on the pitcher. Rendon went to the Angels for the same exact contract as Strasburg signed. Seven years, $245 million, equaling $35 million a year. Steven wow. Strasburg, between last year and this year, has pitched a total of 28 innings. 28 innings. 28 innings. Where did I – weren't and, we telling the same story at the beginning of his career as well? Yeah. Is that, and is that and you look at his stats, they're, they're all great, okay, oh. but he just doesn't pitch. So he's made $70 million wow. the last two years for wow. pitching 28 innings. How much wow. is that Which is innings? the equivalent wow. to four four games. The last year he had carpal tunnel wow. injury, and I think there was some neck nerve damage this wow. year. So – Wow. Beware. Beware. So in 17, 18 miller game. Yes, yeah. you know. Yeah. Wow, um, that, 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 that's on So the- I want to hit Nick, but I do want to make a grievance here. UVM's building a hundred plus million dollar sports. I hadn't even thought of that for months. Okay. Is, that, is that in fact, is it, un- under, is it underway? Oh, they're working again? on it. Yeah. But the free press that should be giving a monthly update. That newspaper is just a shadow of itself. It might be okay. too common. They, they, they might have two sports writers left. Yeah. It's like watching Channel 3 News. I uh, think they have one. Every other well, month. They might have two because I, I actually in front of me, if you want to Dude, hear their take on BFA's first football I game. did read that. Now, Celine MacArthur 
the lovely she she left Channel Three really last last week Thursday was her last night she's going down to Fort Myers Myers to be an investigative reporter for the local station when when was her last night last Thursday no I didn't I didn't catch all the reporters now wow the kids don't shave I mean they're young. They're, I think they're just out of college. Yeah, no, WCAX, so all the local reporters. stations, like um, the program, right? I, I, oh, just turnover. The, the program I was in at Linden, um, a lot of the kids that I knew mm-hmm. that were juniors and seniors when I was there yep. now are, you know, 24, 25 year old reporters yep. for WCAX. Yep. Really? So. Is that right? Some of the, some of the yep. kids. They last the six to 12 months. Who, like who, Nick? Um, Cam, there's a Cam... Smith, maybe, or Cam somebody? I'm not sure. I can't remember I can't any of the names right now. But if, it, you know, on the rare chance that I watch the news. Um, it's all right. You know, recognize some of these folks, I, I'm huh? like, hey, I'm, I, that kid was a couple of years older really? than me in college. Yeah. But, yeah. So, Is that right, Jim? I'm sorry oh, I missed your uh, departure. Yeah. 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 Um, and Celine's partner, young guy, Don Amato, yeah. yep. he left during the summer. Mike, so he, so Mike he, McEwen. Mike, Mike, after many years. Left yeah. after I did 20 see years. his last show, I think. Yeah. But Don Amato, he's gone Don too? Don Amato's gone too. I didn't too. know he was gone. Because yeah. Ike Ben David has turned into their new late yeah. night anchor. They had like an African-American guy. reporter that kind of had a top job doing city, right. Burlington City. She's gone. Chiefs history wow. as well. And they're, they're just children. You know, God bless them. Good luck in their career. Yeah. But it, it's just. So, anyways, my complaint is. Uh, wow. Here to September 8th, I usually have my hockey tickets in hand oh. with a schedule. Nothing. I've got nothing. Oh. I don't know a thing about We're talking training camp, uh, I mean, a week or two away for hockey? Yeah, I bet they're already practicing, really? dude. In fact, I know they are because really? the season starts in about a month. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So, um, boy, I can't believe the show. Okay, I've got Nick Mumley here. And Nick, we love your presence. Okay, we love your presence. Well, after the show, I'm going to try to get him for next week. But he has a bot podcast, and I, I want a little history. It's the Inside Groove, and I know nothing about auto racing, but I know the genesis of the Inside Groove was here at the then not Channel 1079, but Channel 15. <laughs> it was 15 when we were here. Right. Yeah. So you and Dustin Tanner had the show here at Channel 15. You left here. Went to a radio, a, a very short-term local radio station, yeah. which I don't know what happened. No They idea. were here today, gone tomorrow. Yep. So you did it on radio. Yeah. So the radio station left, which could be part of another did show. Have, did you have a sense that they might, 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 might make it or or not? I I wasn't sure. I okay. I wasn't sure, and uh, yeah, I mean, I was working closely with them for for maybe a month or so, really? and, and then all of a sudden they. They were gone, and I was like, "Oh, so Nick and Dustin, how it goes with their technology?" Young guy, they know the technology. They have a very successful podcast, which I wouldn't even have a clue. Don't flatter us here. (laughs) How to do a podcast? But I did tell Nick when I went to store Monday. Like, I've got to call Comcast and drop all my movie channels and blah. I'm paying over 300 a month And now. if you call them, please ask them what, what they did with the three Montreal stations. Okay. Well, two of which I care about. And I told Nick that I watch a lot of YouTube shows, podcasts, which a lot of them are <clears throat> better than network shows. Yeah. And a lot of them are just horrible, horrible shows. People... That can't talk, and then it's just funny to watch it. But you get on your favorite shows. Like there's two cruise shows I watch 
religiously every single night. Montreal Canadiens sell every night, and this is what I'm really? watching now. So, so, anyways, Nick. So you went from TV to radio. Now you're in podcast. Go. So I mean, if you're not really familiar with the podcasting scene, it's more or less what we're doing right now. Um, it is the the reason why I do a podcast now with Dustin um, instead of you know having a show like this on the radio. You know, I sit down. You know, we record on on Tuesday nights. Most of my Tuesday, uh, once I get home from work, is dedicated towards you know putting this podcast together, making sure we have a guest, and editing it up, and making sure it's it sounds good before it gets uploaded onto our website. Um, the great thing about it that I love is that I get to sit down in my house, I video chat Dustin on my laptop, um, and we talk for about forty five minutes to an hour. Um, like we did when our show was here and I go in and I crop cut out whatever, you know, if I was sounding like an idiot or if <laughs> I coughed or if Dustin sneezed, you know, I go through and cut all that out. So you always, you always edit, edit it. Right. And you, you edit it down. And then same thing with the, if we have a guest. Edit it down to a half hour. Do you have a specific time? We, we usually aim for about an hour. Yeah, for an um, hour. And no. then, you know, we usually talk for 15 to 20 minutes with, with a guest who's, you know, relevant to the local scene of, of racing. And, um, and once again, I video chat them on, on uh, their computer. They yeah. call in from, from their house or wherever they're working on their car. And yeah. I, you know, same place, I, right, in my, right in my bedroom where I, I do all my recording, editing, all that stuff. It's, wow. it's so simple. It's so easy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, once I'm done, I get to and, just go to bed. Sorry, I'm, I'm, a, I'm night, Nighthawk's ahead of me. You may <laughs> not believe that. And what do you do? How, how do you access that show? What, how do people watch your, watch your podcast? So, um, you know, we just have, uh, we're, we're hosted through a, a site called Anchor. Um, which is where I where I you know put it on uh, where I post it to. Do you have to pay for that, or do they no, pay? It's no? it's completely free. Um, oh. And then uh, you know, Anchor is really awesome. They distribute it to all of the you know podcasting platforms, is what they call it. It's, huh. You know, everybody has their preference. You know, um, most people, if if you have like an iPhone like this, you have an Apple Podcast app that's automatically downloaded when you get your phone. And if you go on there, you can find our podcast there. You can find it on, you know, just about any app that you might download onto your phone or your computer um, to listen to podcasts to. So it's really great. It helps us gain a lot more listeners by putting us out, you know, literally everywhere. Um, and, uh, you know, we share the hell out of it on, on Facebook and all of our, you know, Instagram and, and Twitter pages. And um, just so as many people as possible can see it. And, and we just kind of sit back and see how it does. Yeah. Uh, now, last until the night, next I did say the inside groove on YouTube. Yeah. Now, what came up were like the three-minute interviews <laughs> right. with drivers. Yeah. But I did not see a show right. with you and Dustin. Right. So I kept looking, and there was like a ton of yeah. little interviews, so, but no. So that's what, we, that, that's what we post on our YouTube page. Um, so the podcast, it... It works like radio. Um, there's no video or anything. It's not like a. It's not like a video show like this would be. There's no. Um, there's no, oh, there's no so, video, so I assume you were like yeah. Joe Rogan. Right. Well, Joe Rogan. We have the number right. one podcast he's, in the country. He's the biggest podcast, not just in the country, but in the world. The world, really. Um, you know, they they do the same thing, but they also have cameras set up like we do right now. Mm -hmm. um, so it's available 
you know, if you want to watch them talk or if you want to drive down the road and listen to them talk. Okay. So you guys are just just audio. We're just audio for now. I don't think we want a nice camera set up uh, set up inside my house. How many same with word, us. Not followers? <laughs> how many folks do you know? How many folks uh, who watch it? You know, how many? Yeah, no, we. What, uh, what's the term I want? Not followers, but what listeners? Uh, listeners. Yeah, I mean, so on uh, Facebook is kind of our main um, reason of, of communication, and we have uh, about. 3,000 uh, followers oh, on Facebook. And are they all over are They all over the country, world? They're, they're, for the most part, they are um, local to to the area because, yeah. you know, what we cover is... is Thunder Road. Thunder Road and, and tracks that are around in New England and drivers that are around in New England. Do you England. routinely go down to Thunder Road, races there? He's, are you joking? He's we're there, there, we're there every week. There every week. week. I go, I go, you know, I I go should, to I about... Go, I should go down there one time. Yeah, I go there. I, I go... To Thunder Road, probably about twenty times a year, really? and uh, various other tracks. I've, overall, I've probably been to thirty or forty races. Is the this governor summer. still racing reg- regularly there? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember but, last year there was some incident. I don't remember what it was at Thunder Road, and I remember Channel Three WCX interviewing Nick Mumley. Do you remember really? that? Oh well, yeah. Do you remember that? So, I, what was that incident? That, that was a couple of years ago. Okay. Um, I think that was in twenty nineteen. Um, they had, uh, there was an accident there where two track officials were kind of standing next to the racing surface and okay. a car flipped up over the wall and, and hit them both. Luckily they were able wow. to survive, but it was wow. super scary. Um, and for whatever reason, you know, channel three, channel five, channel 22 didn't happen to be there that day. Oh. And I was the only media person at no, the track. No, really? And so, um, yeah, I think I was on all three of those, those did channels. They, did that did they come after you? Or did you call them? No, they they saw my my stuff really? on on social media and wow. obviously you know I have wow. uh, good relationships to, with with all the people there from you know right. working the same events whether it's at UVM yeah. or Thunder Road over the years wow. so yeah they all they all reached out. I assume they made some uh, safety improvements to the track after yeah. that. I'm sure. Yeah. Now yeah. the guy that owns Thunder Road, half owner. Yeah. Is the guy we bought the land. Yeah. Uh, Pat Malone. Pat Patrick Malone. Oh, Patrick yep. Malone. Yeah. This property right here, uh, right. when I was on the board of directors. Who also, of course, bought the um, Energizer plant property, yes. I believe. Yeah. yeah, and he owns all Franklin Park West. And, yeah. you know, brick and mortar days are kind of slowing down. But periodically, there's something being built down the road right yeah, now. I see that. Do, so. do you know Patrick? I've actually never met Patrick. Um, no. But it's really let me, perfect. Let me tell you about Patrick Malone. Okay. <laughs> so, in the course of getting this building built didn't you show up in a helicopter or something i had a meeting with him myself and former executive director elizabeth malone so said we'll we'll meet you at the property again before it was built so elizabeth and i are standing here on the road and all of a sudden <laughs> freaking helicopter well parks he hops out of it wow. and there he is so we have about a 22 minute meeting right? he's back That's on his funny. copter and i think he lives in the montpelier area yeah huh. yeah no uh Pat, Pat Malone owns more or less about half of the property, the business properties in Vermont. Um, but like, like I was saying, you know, it's a very, it's an incredibly perfect um, combination they have there um, because you have Pat who owns the property that's on Thunder Road. And so, you know, it's in good hands. He grew up a race fan, so he's never going to try to sell it. Um, and uh, the, his co-owner is Chris Michaud, who has one of the most successful track records 
as a driver in Thunder Road history. He was a fan favorite for years um, and, uh, you know, one of the most respected drivers of all time at Thunder Road. Um, you know, in the early late 90s and early 2000s, uh, it was the, the rivalry at Thunder Road um, from a competition standpoint was Phil Scott and Chris Michaud. Really? Um, and so for, for Chris to Chris runs the day to day operations um, and, you know, make sure everybody's in line and, and uh, everything's running smoothly on Thursday nights yeah. um, while Pat kind of oversees everything. Um, but you know the track record of those two is is uh, unprecedented for. Uh, let me for ask you this question: With the generalization of all sports attendance dipping, how are things down in Thunder Road? They're they're great, especially since are they a pretty much diehard fans that are going to come yeah. no matter what? what? Yeah. What are we talking for attendance on a Thursday night? Um, usually, you know, on a Thursday night, if it's a smaller show, it might be three to five thousand. Yeah. Um, are you kidding me? That's what I would have guessed. Probably. Wow. And uh, if there's, you know, sometimes they'll have a, a NASCAR driver come and race, or right. you know, they'll have a fireworks show. I think the fireworks show this year probably brought close to six or seven. Really? Um, but didn't, didn't Richard Petty show up? Uh, some Richard years Petty ago? was there. About about 10 years ago yeah yeah i mean kyle bush has raced there tony stewart uh clint boyer you know all the all the uh the the top names in nascar why why do they do they get a little check to come no so believe it or not a lot of these guys love to race small tracks small tracks and kind of get back to their roots because at at one point started at one point in their life that's where they started so um you know it's kind of a cool thing and this year uh ryan priest came up and he's not a huge name in nascar but he's won races uh he races regularly in the top in the nascar cup series um and i mean what a great guy he was he was super down to earth um and raced really hard raced really well and uh you know that brought a lot of people into the stands, and I'll tell you, he was yeah. there for uh, longer than he needed to be, signing things, making wow. sure every single fan had, right. that wanted to meet him got got a chance to meet him. Right. And, I love, uh, love to hear stories. Yeah. Right, like that. that's what that's what makes that's what makes stock car racing more special to me than any other yeah. sport. Is that you know the drivers, even once they get all the way to the top, most of them are are never too big to come back down and, and recognize that, where that's, that's where they came from. So, how did a young guy like you? get turned on to auto racing and how old were you when you you got the book? oh man um and i couldn't have been how? how did that happen i you know i was like i think i was five maybe six really? at the wow. time um and it was on tv one day and and uh you know we i started watching it and of course you know five six year old boy loves loves anything with an engine yeah. um and uh i don't know something about it hooked me and uh, a couple years later we found out about thunder road and started going down there and um you know i always really enjoyed that place growing up and uh you know when i went to go start this show um you know i i wanted to to go there and and see what we could do um and uh i fell in love with it even uh even further uh at that point you know it's it's uh it's a different sport the uh the guys are you know, most sports like even if you go to a Lake Monsters game, maybe it's a little bit different this year with some local they names made it on to there. a couple. Of, hey, kudos! Um, they won their they won their league. yeah they won their league. Um, but you know, every single one of these guys at Thunder Road is a community member. I mean, these guys yeah. hold you know day jobs. I mean, there's right. they they're you know what they're out Phil, in their community. Race driver Phil Scott. What does what does he do for? 
for a living. <laughs> I'm did not he, quite sure. <laughs> did he win? Did he win any races this year? Um, he hasn't won yet this year. Uh, the last time he won was was 2019. Is and he then, a good race driver? He's the believe it or not, he has the most wins of all time uh, in the top th- division at Thunder Road. Really? How old is he now? Oh my goodness! Uh, Phil Scott, I would right? say in his late fifties, early sixties yeah, at least. Sixty-ish, probably. Yeah. Is he a nice guy? Great guy. Yeah, he it's, appears to be a you know, nice guy. Very decent when, guy. And whenever the, the the crazy thing for me with Phil Scott is, you know, whenever he's there, um, you know, obviously part of my job if he's running well is is to interview him. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's he's he's incredibly approachable, and yeah. he absolutely hates if you call him governor. Well, he's at the racetrack. Oh, that, that is right? his. That's his getaway. Phil likes every, to call every Phil. week. Every week for uh, um, for you know four or five hours. You know he's not the governor anymore. He's Phil, and he's one hell of a race car driver. Wow, that's that's great. Um, and yeah, it's just another unique thing. Um, I always remember really, you telling me really cool. how crazy it is, how approachable the governor in the state of Vermont is. Yeah, so yeah. so lucky to be reported. I, I used to go to high school games years ago, yeah. and Howard Dean's son played for BHS. Right. Just I'd be at the Highgate Arena, and this was back geez, uh, 20 years ago. My daughter was in high school, yeah. and her boyfriend played on the MVU. So I'd be there watching the young man play hockey, and about 30 yards to my left would be Howard Dean and a yeah. plain clothesman you know, for security next to him. Yeah. But it was just like... I had more than a few impromptu interviews with uh, Howard Dean at Collins Purley. Again, watching one of his kids play, like hockey. play hockey. Yeah. Maybe I was playing tennis and was smart enough in my yeah. radio days to always have my tape recorder. Yeah, yeah Richard, of course and I got a few minutes. The the only thing about of, uh, <laughs> about Phil that, <laughs> that would make you even think that he's... Uh, important in any way yeah. uh when he shows up to the track he uh has State he has a police sure he has a police a uh police that. motorcade he gets out of the all blacked out <laughs> suv he has two bodyguards and street clothes with him and he yeah. he usually gets out and he's the the only guy there in a suit and tie <laughs> so, okay. yeah. but once That's he changes the, into that driver's suit you know it's it's yeah. game on for him what's so. thunder road what does it cost to get in what's the basic admission charge now um for regular regular thursday yeah. nights uh, it's 12 dollars, and i think a family wow. of four gets in for 25 wow. some of their bigger races it's 25 a person i believe yeah. um but you know, it's it's an incredible experience. If I, if, should, I should absolutely do that. The, no, I think it sounds like a cool place. There's three races left. Um, the next two Fridays, and then huh. a couple weeks go by, and then it's a Sunday race um, to right. end the season. Of course, he's but, not old enough. I don't know if you're around Catamount Stadium in Milton. Oh yeah, the, the home of the Brave was yeah. their was their logo. And, and Plat- Plattsburgh had a speed. A speed they do. Plattsburgh. They still do. It's it's still they've. They've converted it to a dirt track now. Oh, really? Um, so it's still. I was down there helping one of my friends with his car a couple of years really? or a couple of weeks ago, and huh. had a lot of fun there. Even so though dirt Catamount isn't my Nick thing. got ripped down. And I believe yeah. there's an industrial yeah, park. It's an yeah, it's an industrial so, park. You can see it right off the interstate yeah. when you my go recollection past the, was, the islands. Hey, yeah. don't worry, race fans, because Montreal here, Boston here, they figured let's put something in between, maybe in the White River Junction area. Huh. Would be a good place interstate for the you know for a really big new race car huh. uh, stadium and and never came to fruition yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah, well, yeah. Thunder Road does just fine. I mean, people come. I mean, I go. I travel an hour and a half almost to get there 
every single week. Of course, and, another uh, name that comes right to mind. I've just talked to him on the phone once, never met him. Sounds like a great guy. Ken Squire. Yeah. Of WDEV fame, the, yeah. who's done great nationally, but sounds like, I'm sorry, I don't know him, but he sounds like a great, great guy. To yeah. Know. No, I've gotten to know Ken over yeah. the last probably four or five years and really DEV, well. for the record, Hawk is and, an old uh, radio yep. guy. Yep. Clearly the top. It's still a yep. pretty local, still a great radio station. I saw him on TV within the last year. I don't know if he got some type of Hall of Fame award or yeah. what probably it was. a lot of stuff. He, yeah. had, he had a very serious bout with COVID as well. Yeah, did he? Did um, he really? Over, over yeah. the winter, he, he you know, yeah. it was his life was in question really? for a little bit. Um, but, wow. you know, he uh, he has helped me so much uh, with yeah. with my stuff, and obviously helped me get on, um, you know, broadcasting a few races for yeah. WDEV this year. And uh, after every single That's one, right. you can bet within two or three days, you get a, a phone call from uh, yeah. uh, my phone goes off, and there's Ken Squire giving me a call, really? and he has uh, about a half an hour's worth of of advice and uh, really? problems with what I did and yeah. and how to make it better and uh, and you know what I need to do next time. That's and great. So that's just, that's just good let me quickly. It just makes me think of something reading about Bobby Bowden who just died, the yep. legendary, yeah. but I love this story about him. I guess with like a cub reporter, obviously, you know, big time football, he apparently treated cub reporters just as well as your national reporters. Mm. Unlike my good friend, Coach K, sounds like he doesn't do that, but I love hearing that about yeah. Bobby Bowden. He yep. would give just all the time that a, yeah. a, a new fresh reporter wanted. So the state of the nation in auto racing 2021, because I remember a quarter century ago, late 90s, NASCAR was about that close to NFL in popularity. Yeah. But what is it? Diehard fans will keep that sport going. Diehard fans are still around. The casual fan isn't anymore. Um, yeah. You know, NASCAR NASCAR struggles on a national stage. Um, but you know, they've they've been making a lot of big swings to try to to try to better themselves and get back towards the NFL. Yeah. Um, will it ever happen? You know, I guess that remains to be seen. I, I don't think it ever will. But the thing is, it's still you know, fading or stabilized. It's or? kind of over the last two or three years. I think it's stabilized yeah. a little bit. But you know, we'll see. It could start trending right back downwards again tomorrow. Yeah. And, and you know, now Loudon does that get one or two races a year? That gets one now. One. They, they used to, they used to get two, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I, I go every time, year. Right? So, yep. so, so yep. that is it. Whew. Well, welcome back. And I'm going to tell you, my Mountain Dew starting to wear off right now. I have to so, go get another one. First show in four months. At, uh, I think went pretty well. Good but job. that's up to me to Nick, judge. Thanks a lot. Love yeah, thank you. Thanks for having for me. For the guys. Duke, for Nick Mumley, our engineer, Mr. Allen, I am the Nighthawk. And until next week, everyone, remember you don't have to be a great athlete to be a good sport. Ciao. See ya.